Welcome. I'm Richard Prosh, and this is another edition of Six Gun Justice Conversations. These are occasional bonus downloads where my co-host, Paul Bishop, or I get to hang out around the virtual Six Gun Justice campfire and spend some time talking with friends who work in the Western genre. With me for this edition is acclaimed short story writer and novelist, Michael Ritt. Mike currently lives in the mountains of Western Montana with his wife, Tammy, and their Australian shepherd, Lucky. He enjoys reading about history, theology, and natural science. Mike is a member of Western Fictioneers and Western Writers of America. Mike has several stories and poems appearing in different print anthologies and magazines, and his first novel is set to debut next month from Five Star. Howdy, Mike. Well, good morning, Rich. It's uh, good to be on your show. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thanks. Hey, let's start out just turning back the clock a little bit. Have you always wanted to write, or where did that get started? Well, I guess um, the desire to write actually uh, came about while I was in high school. I wrote mostly poems at the time, a few short stories and other things, but that basically that's it. I hadn't written any Westerns uh, until much later in my life, but uh, the desire started in high school. So what what kind of poetry did you write? Did you you know was it free verse or did you stick to the like iambic pentameter or I'm, anything I'm a, like that? Yeah, I'm a very uh, old school uh, rhyme and meter type of poet, which is probably explains why I haven't been able to get very many of my poems published. So I I have a really difficult time even understanding some of the stuff that's published today, but that's the way it is. I I love some of that old poetry. I love the discipline it takes to do that. Were you, do you feel like you were self-taught in writing or have you taken courses and, and things like that through school? No, I've never taken any courses in writing. Uh, any skill or ability I, I have is uh, purely God-given. There's a lot of good courses out there, but I think that all of us have to just find what's in us. And you have you always lived in Montana? Is the, the West kind of, uh, you know, in your DNA, is that something that you've always uh, wanted to write about? Yeah. No, I was actually born in Chicago. When I was nine years old, my family moved to Wisconsin. My dad was an avid fisherman, and every weekend he would go up to Wisconsin to go fishing. I guess he had already fished out all of the lakes and rivers in, in Illinois. So uh, <laughs> we just decided that it would be cheaper to move to Wisconsin than to drive up there every weekend. So uh, when I was nine years old, we moved to Wisconsin, and uh, that's where I was raised and grew up. And I didn't come out west. I've always wanted to come out west. Uh, I finally got the opportunity when I uh, came to work for the USDA. Then I got a job in Colorado. That was in 2002. And uh, we were there in Colorado for about 13 years and then came to Montana five years ago. And has that has that influenced your writing Oh, yeah, I believe it really has. Um, you know, I hadn't written any Westerns until after I came to Colorado, so there was definitely that influence. I know there's so much history out there to explore and also just the landscape. Sometimes, oh, you sure. know, the landscape is a character. Being able to look out your window and see some of that and and then put it down on paper is great. Yeah. That's right. It's almost impossible to look at the landscape and not see it the way it was, you know, 150 years ago, 200 years ago. And, you know, of course, I could see imagination going. So I'm sure being out here, being out west uh, had a big influence on my writing. 
So let's talk short stories because that's where I first saw your name uh-huh. uh, was with a short story in the in the High Hill uh, anthology a few years back. How does that compare for you with writing novels? You've done both now, and you've been successful with both. Well, you know, there's, there is a big difference between writing short stories and writing novels, uh, obviously. I really enjoy short stories. I wish I had more time. You know, once you start writing novels, it's it's kind of hard to go back to short stories, because just because of the commitment to writing the novel. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of research, and... Uh, you don't always have time to do other things. So I wish I had more time, <clears throat> excuse me, to write short stories. They are really different. And I think in a short story, every word matters. Yeah. Whereas in a novel, you kind of have a little bit more flexibility and freedom to explore some things and not worry so much that you're sticking so close to everything. You think that you, you, there would be more of a challenge writing a novel, but I actually think it's the other way around. I think trying to get an entire story down, uh, you know, in, in uh, 7,000, uh, 15,000 words, that's, uh, that's a challenge and I enjoy it. So your new novel is The Sons of Philo Gaines, which I've read and I really enjoyed. How did that come about? I don't know how other authors do it, how, how uh, inspiration hits them. But for me, it, that book started just with the title of the book. And I don't even know where that came from. I was uh, at work one day, I was just thinking about things to write, and the name of the book came to me, and uh, just kind of grew from there. I wanted to write a book about somebody discovering themselves and and uh, finding their place in life and finding their purpose and uh, that's really what that book is about. I can see that. All three of the the brothers of the sons of Philo Gaines appear, and all three of them kind of have to find their way. Uh, and then in, throughout the course of the narrative, not to give anything away, they do find their way sort of together, I think. Yes, I do. I should say, too, that I have three sons myself, and each one of them lent something to the characters and the qualities of the three sons in the book. So uh, I also had that inspiration going for me. That's really wonderful. In your own mind, as you see the book now finished, do the three characters correspond exactly more or less to the three sons, or did they? Did you mix them up? Well, not exactly, but um, I think that I think that it came out pretty good as far as depicting the, the characters and qualities of them. I mean, if I look at at my sons and try to imagine them living back 150 years ago. I see them like the sons of Philo Gaines. Oh, that's terrific. So is this a, a series, or will the Gaines boys be making another appearance? Well, I am working on book two. It's entitled Trouble on the Brazos, and uh, I don't want to say too much about it right now because it is a work in progress, but it will feature one of the sons primarily. They'll all make an appearance, but it'll primarily be about one of the sons. It'll also feature Philo Gaines, the father. He plays a big part in this book. And I'm going to be introducing another family member as well. Wonderful. So as you look ahead, are there projects that you've uh, got in your in your drawer that you want to pull out sometime if you kind of get the next book done? Do you have projects ahead? You know, some some writers don't, and some have projects for the rest of their lives planned out. Do you have things that you that you ultimately what you want to do? Oh yeah, I do have uh, several several books that I'm thinking about. I'm 
currently also working on a couple of short stories. We'll see. I mean, sometimes you write something and it just doesn't seem right and you stick it in a drawer and you know come back years later and work on it again. And so we'll see what happens. So you're uh, in your biography, you're a reader and you have other things that you're interested in. What are you reading right now? What, do you, what What's on your bedside table? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, my bedside table is about to collapse from the weight of books, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm reading, well, I just started reading the um, Longmire series by Craig Johnson. Of course, I've seen, the, I've seen the TV series probably half a dozen times. And, uh, so I decided maybe it's a good time to start reading the books and see what the difference is between them. Uh, but uh, I'm a big fan of Craig Johnson. Um, I'm also reading Apache Lament by Patrick Darren. He is one of probably one of my top three favorite contemporary writers. I don't know if Pat Darren can write a book without winning a half a dozen awards and accolades for it. He's guy's amazing. He really is. Yeah, I agree. Those and that sounds that sounds great. You know, the Longmire series will keep you busy for uh the, you know, the rest of this year for sure and into oh, next yeah. year. You bet. So before I wrap up, I'd like to point folks to your website, michaelrrit.com, uh-huh. where they can learn more about you and your books. And do you have a list there of what collections or anthologies your short stories have been in? Yes, I do. They, they can just click on the My Books tab at the top of the page. Great. Great. All right. Well, thanks for being a part of the Six Gun Justice podcast today, Michael. I really enjoyed our conversation. Oh, so did I, Rich. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Ritt for hanging out and chatting today. And thanks to you for listening. Paul and I appreciate your support of our Six Gun Justice podcast and hope you continue to enjoy each and every episode. As always, a hearty thank you to our sponsors, Wolfpack Publishing, author Chris Enns, and the Western Writers of America for making this podcast possible. Be sure to check our website, www.sixgunjustice.com, for links to previous podcast episodes, speed listens, and prior conversations, along with reviews, interviews, and articles from the Western genre. Till next time, keep the sun at your back and a good horse at hand. Let's ride. Let's ride.